And welcome to Catholics Coast to Coast. I'm Ace McKay, where we get to get a sample of what exactly is going on in Podcast Central as we download and podcast and enjoy some of our favorite programs at EWTNRadio.net. You get a little encouragement and also to help with your Catholic walk and to understand God a little better. So this week we're going to start the spotlight in Forte Catholic as Allison Sullivan joins Taylor for a conversation that I think we can all identify with. He shares about how reflections recently on the creation story really broke his brain. That's the part I can identify with. And as it regards to the balance between confidence and humility, we'll find out what that can mean for us as we grow a little and learn a little this week. This is Forte Catholic on this week's Catholics Coast to Coast. What's up? Welcome to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Schroll. That is Allison Bonquique Sullivan. Oh, what? Where did that one come from? We we found one I liked. Of course, you're not going to use it. I can't tell not. you that I know. Uh, so I watched. I thought about you when did you? I'm sure you did. <laughs> I'm almost positive of the answer. Have, have, I'm going to ask an easier question. I, I'm not going <laughs> to ask if you watched. I'm going to ask: Have you even heard of the existence of a movie called Banshees of Inisherin? Yes. Have you watched it? No, yeah. but why do I know it? it was, Is it, it was recent up, and it was up for Oscar? It was up for an Oscars and it came out pretty. Late Is it a war movie? No, uh, uh, it is going on during the Irish Civil War or the one of the Irish Civil Wars. <laughs> um, so war is like it's legitimately they're on an island and off of okay. Ireland. Now, why are you so certain that I haven't seen that? Because it's like a genre film and I feel like you'd fall asleep like 12 minutes in. OK, I feel like what kind I feel like your movies are like cupcake movies. <laughs> I feel like those are the movies you like. That is the worst. <laughs> you could not say anything more hurtful to me. What, that What's the last like serious gonna win an Oscar movie that you've seen? I don't know. You can't put me on the spot like <laughs> Your that. Face. But hold on. Do you want to know one of my favorite things I've ever watched is Band of Brothers? Does that change your opinion at all? Uh, uh, no, because that's the last thing that you watched. <laughs> that no, it's not. <laughs> but like, I love a good war movie. So I don't know. I don't know much about banshees, um, except that I'm raising five of them. Right, but like, right. <laughs> but um, no, what? So you think I like bubblegum mo- or what was it? Cupcake? Cupcake movies. <sighs> eat popcorn. Let's have a let's have a good little time, and and I hope the kids. No, enjoy I want to cry. Actually, you I- can do that in <laughs> Pixar movies. <laughs> no, it's a different kind of cry. Did you say Pixar? Yeah. Oh my gosh. And we bond over TV all the time, Taylor. And we bond over the cupcake stuff. I watch some serious stuff too. Oh. There's this whole other side of me that you, you don't, don't think know. the morning show is serious? Uh the, okay, the morning show or the morning show might be, but now we're getting closer. You went from Band of Brothers to the morning show, which is like prestige TV on Apple TV. Uh-huh. Is that the last serious one? You, that that was up for um what is it? Emmys for the for TV? No. Okay, you want to know what I'm watching right now is The Wire. I'm rewatching okay, it. Okay. 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 I cool. love The Wire. Um it's like I mean it's a cult like classic. I mean, you know, people classic is one of the most popular TV shows of all time, but it wasn't when it came out. And so, um, it like people are using it to teach. And I mean, I just, I love, love, love it. And so Seth never watched it, never finished it with me when I watched it originally. And so now that he's seen the acclaim, he's like, okay, but I watched it when it wasn't necessarily cool to watch it. Mm. Um, so I guess that to answer your question, that's the last thing that I've really like. Okay. I, 
I didn't see his wiper. That Banner Brothers didn't change my mind because you probably watched that 20 years ago. It's an old show. Yeah, it's really the, old. The Wire. Well, I was just going with the war theme. Like, I love a good war movie. I really do. Banshees isn't a war movie. But okay, okay. <laughs> but fair. fair. The, I love that you're going <laughs> to. The only reason I brought it up. <laughs> It wasn't to get in a fight, which is very funny. <laughs> the, whole, well. the whole reason I brought it up was because uh, the main character's last name is Sullivan. Oh. But it's spelled with like 98 letters. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> so uh-huh. I was like, oh, this is where like your people, your husband's people, whatever, uh, come from. Uh-huh. Over, which I never really thought of Sullivan as a Irish. Irish. I didn't really know what it was. Uh-huh. I mean, now that I watched the movie, I was like, your husband does look like a leprechaun. So I guess it does oh make gosh. sense. <laughs> Fighting, fighting. I hope you can run fast, Taylor. If he catches you. I can I can just hold his forehead <laughs> while he's slinging Oh my it. God. <laughs> you don't even know. He broke the punching thing. He broke the, the like it went and like exploded. I like how the longer you went your- with your explanation, the l- more confused we were. <laughs> Oh, the punching thing? The punching thing. And it went, and I'm like. <laughs> they know. They all know. They're with me. <laughs> They're not. <laughs> They're like, get a head start, Taylor. He's coming. Um, okay. But well, so Sullivan. Su- yes. Sullivan. Sullivan. So that reminds me of Sully Van. We named our van the <gasps> Sully Van. Mm-hmm. And you suggested it's like this big white whale of a van. And you suggested that it needs like tattoos, like mm-hmm. a f- big flame on the side the of it. white whale. <laughs> yeah, it needs like magnetic, like you yeah. know, tough flames. Yeah, flames. flames. Flames are good. Uh, I've seen how you drive. <laughs> <laughs> like a criminal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Smooth criminal. Uh, okay, we want to talk. You want to start the show now? That was that was. What do I? I don't know what I have. So, Sullivan, Sullivan. I was. There's a story in scripture, and this happens a lot with me because, like. People that listen to the show or have heard me give a talk, like know that I read scripture differently than most human beings. Okay. Um, so typically I'll hear a story and it's like, I think about it a little differently than most people have, like including theologians, like, uh-huh. and that's not the good, that's not the good part. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I can bring some new light into some sort of scripture things. Okay. Um, some people have said that I have ruined entire passages for this. Sure. Um, but there is, it doesn't often happen with passages I have heard a lot. Okay. Uh, but it's happened with a passage that I and you and everybody listening has heard quite a bit. Okay. So the story of creation. Yes. There's two of them. Two stories of creation. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know this? I don't know. Yeah, it's it, it's a I'm I'm glad you're Catholic now because it's one of the it's one of the hardest things about being Protestant, I think. Okay. Is uh, you're like we take everything in the Bible literally. Yeah. And then chapter one, they're like, here's how God created the uh the earth. Mm -hmm. And then chapter two, it just starts all over. (laughs) Here's how God created the earth. It's like, Uh how can you take it literally? Yeah, right. It's right right there, the first two chapters, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I'm glad you're here with us now. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Uh, But what? Took a while. Oh, it did take a while. Um, That was such a throwaway line. I just thought it was a diss against me. I will call out that insult <laughs> and change my mind yeah. that it was not, in fact, an insult. I'm not always after you, Taylor. Shut up, cupcake I am, boy. <laughs> I, d- I am ready for you, though, to ruin some scripture for me. Okay. So, like, so um, in, in the beginning, God created, I'm going to get the days wrong, but it's like okay. one day he creates the, uh-huh, uh-huh. the moon and the stars and the sun. Uh-huh. And he says that it is good, right? 
and then he creates the the earth and the planets and the next day he creates all the animals under the sea and all the yeah. animals over the sea and all the animals on the land and he says it's good and then he creates you know uh, i don't know farming and he says it's good that it's all good there, but it is it's, 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 it's good. good right it's good it's all good and then finally at the pinnacle of creation yeah he creates man and woman yeah. and he says it's very good it's very, very good. good it's very good uh i was crushed listening to the story the other day listening to the creation story? listen to the creation story that it's good that it's you don't like good no you want it, it to be co- completely breaks my like i over the years i have tried to become more humble yeah, okay. And I have to pat myself on the How? back and say I've been doing pretty good. <laughs> I've been trying. And that's what you have co-hosts for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been trying to be a little bit better about it. But then the bar moved when I read this story. So the bar was, you're prideful. Let's get to not prideful. Okay. Like, or a little less prideful and then not prideful. But it's like, I don't know if I'm ever going to get to humble. Yeah, I, might, okay. I might meet in the middle, right? A lesser degree of bad. <laughs> right, yeah. Humble's over here. Prideful's <laughs> over here. If I can just move a little bit closer to the center, I feel like I'm doing good. Okay. But the center was the goal for me for a long time. Uh-huh. Not like, I'm never going to be Mother Teresa. I'm never yeah. going to be able to pray the litany of humility. It's like, I want other people to have a better life than me. I'm like, I don't, though. I yeah. really don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't like them. I like me. I, I want my life to be good. Does it matter that I think the desire to be good is good? I think so, too. Okay. Uh, because it's all I have. <laughs> it counts. It counts for something. But this story that I've heard probably hundreds of times. Yeah. Like it broke me because God, uh, okay. even God looked at his yeah. work uh-huh. and he did something literally no one had ever done before. Yeah. And he said, let there be light and boom. He's so like, it was. And he was like, eh. It's good. good. It's good. <laughs> and then he separated that light from the moonlight and created an earth and all the galaxies is like, it's eh, Okay. Good. Now, the Bible is full of understatements. Like we know this. I mean, Jesus fasted for 40 days and he was hungry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so is this perhaps a tool in some way? I am. Like, why? <laughs> I agree. <laughs> why does the Bible use understatements? And furthermore, does it use overstatements also? Are there overstatements in the Bible? If there are understatements, are there overstatements? I think this might require a knowledge of Greek. You know how in, um, when in Greek, when they want to um, emphasize something, they say it like more than once. And so they don't use bold and italics. Yeah, right. Or like (laughs) all caps, underline, (laughs) highlight. Um, But if you say that something is um, like strict orders or something like that, or like um, joy, overjoyed joy, or something, there's a way to like say something twice. They sound like Stephen A. Smith. (laughs) Rejoice. (laughs) And I must say it again. Rejoice. That's good. That's good. (laughs) Thank you. Anyways, very gravelly Stephen A. Smith for no reason. <laughs> I'm just wondering if we could like take text down to like what happens when we know its original translation. What happens there? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. So I don't either. It, it, it broke me because I'm like, here I am. Yeah. You know, we're we're all you know, co-creators with God. So when we create a podcast, when we create. A person when we create yeah. uh, our our work when we create yeah. uh, a spreadsheet when we create whatever we're like I don't often look at 
I look at my work. I'm never like, it was good. It's either that's pretty freaking awesome mm-hmm. or that's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't often look at my work and be like, eh, yeah, it's good. It's good. I'm like, that was the best show we've done or the worst show we've done, which is yeah. a little teaser for something later. We're going to bring out some of our worst shows. Oh, gosh. Here oh, gosh. Um, I don't want to know. <laughs> you weren't around. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Yay! This is something I really want to know. Yeah. You changed it all. Not everything changed since you showed up. Um, uh, I will say though, in the first ten episodes, as my guest, there were two Sullivans. One was you, the other was the Oh, Lepicon right. Doctor. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. That's true. Um, it's way back. But it, it. I don't. I didn't understand it. I don't understand why he was like. Or the scriptures weren't like, and then he's breathed out stars. Yeah. And it was the most incredible thing ever. And so awesome. They're like, yeah, it was good. It was so muted and it bothered me. And even when it's like, we're, we're the pinnacle of creation, Adam and Eve. He's like, and it was very good. Yeah. Which is like kind of what you're saying. It's like, there's a yeah, qualifier I just to wonder. it. But it's like, it's like, I feel like it should be very incredibly awesome to God almighty with all of wisdom and power belonging to him. Like, I feel like it should be a bigger deal. And it's just like, yeah, it was good. So I wonder if, so I lived in Japan for three years and I was a part of just military subculture in Japan. Although I did live out in town and made Japanese friends with neighbors and such. There was, I did not, however, learn Japanese. People ask me that all the time. If you were there for three years, did you learn Japanese? No, I did not. I knew phrases to get Picture by. Picture you trying. It's one of the funniest well, mental images I've ever had. There's a lot of charades. <laughs> there, yes. And a lot of them, a lot of the Japanese speak English pretty well. So the answer is no, because I didn't think that I was going to come back and use it here. Was that a waste of, was that misguided? Was that a waste of time? I I don't know. I, I've never regretted not knowing Japanese. Yeah, so However, when would you use it? <laughs> yeah, here's the point. My point is that there were a lot of things that did not translate very well. And even with like, um, say Japanese poetry or we, like we traveled to China. I was just talking to Meg Hunter Kilmer about this. She was talking about Chinese poetry. It just doesn't translate. And so I just wonder because I do, I spend a lot of time thinking about how in love God is with his creation as a motivation for me to also take care of God's creation, whether that's, um, you know, environment, world, creatures, people. Um, and so I, I meditate a lot on God's love for his creation. And so it is, um, there's a good, like disconcerting it, like it does, it makes you like pause the understatedness of that. And so it makes me want to get to, (laughs) it makes me want to get to that original like text and understand it better. I feel now, like I, I didn't care before. I feel like if, if, if it was a better uh, Hebrew verb, it would have been translated correctly by now. They've had 2,000, no, they've had 4,000 yeah. years to translate yeah. those. Uh, whatever, three and a half, whatever. Uh, but yeah, it just really kind of struck me where I'm just like, why is it just good? And I don't know if it made me feel better or worse. I think initially it made me feel worse because I'm like, well, if he can only create good things, then this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, I'm a little bit with God in my goodness. Wow. I just wow. take that statement. You just <laughs> chew on that for a while. Um, I am a little bit with God in his goodness. Not one to liken himself. No, yeah. uh, but I do not look at a finished product 
I look at a finished product and go, that was, that was good. It, that was, I do not, I am very rarely like, that was amazing. I always see a lot of room for improvement. I don't think that's true. How's that? Because you record your podcast here and there's plenty of times where you walk away. You're like, that was awesome. Or that was really um, incredible. It, you, don't yeah. walk, you don't walk away often being like, that was good. It is usually because there was a con- um, like a connection with me and a guest that I hope translates to a third party. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there was like, there was a vibe, there was a chemistry, the Holy Spirit was moving in a conversation. Um, when it comes to the whole finished product, there are always things that I wish I would have either tightened up or that I thought of later that would have been perfect. So it was perfect till I edited it and then it was no longer no. perfect. That's what I'm hearing. No. <laughs> you make everything better, Taylor. I'm telling you, in my closet with my iPhone without you. Um, but yeah, there's that's usually about a, um, I hate to say a vibe because that's like so, just kind of seems to cheapen something the way that we're talking about. You were like, about. I'm perfectly with God in all things. Also, the Holy Spirit is a vibe. That all happened. Holy Spirit's a, a vibe, man. That, yeah, that did seconds. just happen. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but you don't ever know. And I feel like that's part of our job as podcasters is to take a two-way conversation and make it three-dimensional, like letting have people... Uh, letting people have accessibility to whatever it is that's going on here. And I don't know that it always translates, you know? And so you hope for that. Um, but you're right. Like sometimes we, I, we will kind of fist bump after something and be like, that was great. Yeah. That's you know? awesome. Yeah. Um, well, in order, my only solution for this, yeah, the only solution I can think of mm-hmm. is if I want to be more like God, I have to make less great work. And only make good work. Just good. Just good. You're lowering the bar. So I've lowered the bar. For Forte Catholic. And in order to, you know how like, if you like overwork on one side, you have to like overwork on the other side. Okay. So like um, if, I, if I'm if i like only like doing bicep curls on my left arm one okay. day. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, I need to do the other arm the next day. Otherwise, it's going to be all off. Sure. So on one side is my complete pride. And okay. arrogance. Uh-huh. On the other side is God making all of creation and only saying it was good. So, when, and I talked earlier about how I, I, my goal was always to get to neutral, the just morally neutral. I'm going to try to get to over humility today. Oh, we've done a lot of top ten lists mm. here on the show. Okay, it's been a while since we've done one. Okay, uh, no, that's not true because we do, um, we yeah, do one every year, did. the uh-huh. top ten, top ten episodes of every year. Yeah, uh, we used to do like top tens of like, oh, you know, our favorite things about Easter, or whatever, and then that just took too much show prep, so I stopped doing it. Uh-huh. Uh, but I have come. I did some show prep for today. Okay. And I have the the top ten list. Okay, our worst shows ever. Of our top worst shows ever. Okay, so it's a bottom the, ten list. What's the measuring stick? The measuring stick is strictly numbers. Just views, downloads, or... views, all all uh-huh. put together. I have a spreadsheet that keeps track of all of it. Do you care that that all that indicates is a lack of interest? I don't know that it really says the show is bad. Because uh, it might be, I, you I might think, go by reviews here. I think all like, these shows were bad. <laughs> okay, but there, there, there is a, um, there, I, there was a wide variety of shows here. I think some of these were pretty bad. There's one common theme with all of these, yeah, that I think makes them all pretty bad. Okay, hold on, real quick. I just want to add one thing. I'm, I'm interested, and I want to do this. I would like to add that I think a better measuring stick of badness 
is once the episode is released and then the feedback you get, the hate mail you get. So if there's a way... No, 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 no. no. I get more hate mail on our incredible episodes because that usually means See, I was super into it. That's how you define incredible. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Like, this is such an interesting measuring stick. Like, I would... Yeah, okay, go ahead. I get hate mail on the episodes that don't sound like everything else that people are listening to and they get all riled up about it. Mm-hmm. That was, those are the episodes I love. Okay, well, you're, we're going lack of interest, which I don't. I think is different than badness. Go ahead. Okay. People did not click on this. That's what you're saying. People did not click on these episodes. Go. At number ten. Yeah. Was episode twenty three. Okay. And I'm surprised with it because th- there is one major theme. the uh, The secondary theme is that these were all very early. Yeah. I didn't have sure, audience, sure, so sure. I hadn't built an audience. So like the of course the the like they're all in the first fifty episodes, right? Yeah. But. Uh, going back to these was f- one funny. There's two reasons we're doing this. One <laughs> to help some humility for me. Two, uh, because I just started r- releasing. YouTube is doing this big thing where they are um, trying to make YouTube music like a Spotify or like an Apple Music or whatever. So now there's a, a YouTube music, and coming very soon is like they're going to have podcasts in YouTube music, which they've never had before. Mm-hmm. Um, so we started doing video episodes at yeah. like 100, number 169, I think was our first episode with video. Uh-huh. So there's 168 episodes that were just radio yeah. shows, podcasts, audio only, right? right. Uh, and I never really wanted to release those on YouTube because that's not what YouTube's for. Right. It's for videos with like moving people or whatever. Right? Yeah. But there's a lot of podcasts there's kind of mixed reviews uh, before this whole YouTube music thing yeah. on whether whether they should be on YouTube, whether the old episode should be on YouTube, yeah. right? Uh, but for a couple of reasons, one, because YouTube music is going to have a podcast thing where people can listen, like, because YouTube, you have to like have it open and watching the video, right? Yeah. But with YouTube music, it could be like Apple Podcasts sure. or Spotify. You can have it on the background driving or whatever, right? right? right. So I'm like, okay, let's go back and put Put the 168 uh-huh. episodes yep. on. So I'm releasing like three or four a week. Gotcha. And it's I a, see. It's a pretty easy project. I'm just putting up a stock image, yeah. a Fort Catholic, you know, logo yeah. or something yeah. and putting them. So I'm putting them up. So these have been kind of top of mind. And speaking of feedback, there have been some people who were like, we weren't here in 2016, seven years ago. Yeah. We weren't here. And they're like, it's interesting going back and hearing some of the first episodes. It's like, they've been on podcasts. People could have listened to them. Yeah. But it's like, why, why would you? Right, like, but it's like this is a new thing. People are kind of getting behind it. There's, yeah. there's been some views on some of these first episodes, which you were on one of the early ones. You didn't make the cut. Congratulations! <laughs> um, but people are enjoying them. But some of the feedback has been there's been one consistent theme. Okay, and we'll get to that in a minute. But number twenty, uh, episode twenty three is number ten on the list. Okay, one of probably my. I think this moment, there's a moment on this episode that I think pushed me through for like the next two years of the podcast. So you've re-listened to these? No, no, no. no. Okay. I just went back and looked at like the notes. The notes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like they were already done. I'm doing some extra master, you know, remastering them or whatever. But it, it, yeah. it's taking me like eight minutes to put these up on YouTube. Okay. Not, it's not that yeah. hard. Okay. But there was a moment, episode 23, that pushed me through like the next two years of podcast. Okay. You know who Tim Staples is? No. Okay, so I mean, it sounds familiar. I'm surprised because you'll tell me in a minute. Convert. He worked for he works for Catholic Answers. He's one of the biggest. Yeah, he's one of the most famous converts ever. Okay, he was yeah. like a, a, a Protestant pastor and has become like the number one like uh, yeah. uh, catechesis. Yeah. Um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Arguing about the faith. Apologetics. Apologetics. Like, yeah. like the number one apologetics guy. 
he called me bro on this episode. And I, I never thought Tim Staples would and call me like, bro. And I'm yeah. like, I like podcasting. <laughs> yeah, Because <laughs> right. this would have never happened in like a normal context. I just context, hit right? my, yeah, I hit my stride. He called me bro. Uh, we talked about Mary and mercy. We talked about co- common objections to Mary and doctrines. Giving and receiving mercies to the prodigal son story. So it was very early. Okay. I was still kind of like a Catholic answers type show. I was trying to be something very different. Uh-huh. But I was still, there was still some DNA that I, that I had to shake off. Yeah. Yeah. The show is very different now. And people, yeah. have, people that are going back and listening to yeah. episodes one through five are having a culture shock because the yeah. whole show, they're like, you were a good person back then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Number nine was episode 13. Around Christmas time, we talked about Christmas memories. There was a new Star Wars movie at the time. Uh-huh. There had been a new Star Wars movie, and, and this was this was the begin. This was Episode yeah. Seven had just uh-huh. come out, so the beginning of like the new trilogy. We were excited at the time. We didn't know where it was going, so it is kind of funny thinking back. Like, uh-huh. oh, I liked the Star Wars movie before all of my Star Wars fandom yeah. got crushed. You know, yeah. for a while. Yeah. Um, Brian Lennox is a friend of mine. Still, uh, he was talking about working at his new parish which isn't new anymore. <laughs> He's been there this whole time. The best part about this episode is at the, at the time, a lot of people don't know this. We were live on the radio, live here on Catholic mm, yes, Radio. Yes, yes. Uh, it was Tuesday nights from like seven to eight yeah. or six to seven or something uh-huh. like that. Uh, so, and there's buttons you have to push to yes. go live. Buttons you have to push to go to commercial. Buttons uh-huh. you have to push to, to come cough. back to life. Yeah, buttons you have to push to cough. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I wish I, I, mine's right over there. I don't, I'm not using it today, even though I'm coughing a little bit. Um, for whatever reason. Yeah. We didn't push the button to like end the show. Uh-huh. So we were talking about, we had talked about Star Wars earlier. Yeah. We talked about his parish. He had been listening live on the radio before his segment. Okay. And then we talked about Princess Leia for like five minutes. Uh-huh. It went out live on the radio when we didn't think we were on the air. You know that this is my worst yeah. nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> so some my- people were tuning in. Like Catholic news updates were Can right I after. Can I tell you that if that would have happened to me on your show, I would have gone to quit. your closet with your iPhone. <laughs> yeah, no, with nothing, with my dog Scout, and like, oh my gosh, yes, that's the worst. So that that was a fun memory that I had forgotten happened. Um, number eight is episode forty-one. We had, oh, I think you might have been here for this one. I don't think you said anything, but you might have been there. Why? Uh, we had nine people in the studio post summer camp. No, you didn't have not kids there. at summer camp. No, okay. I remember saw a lot. Of, there was a lot of parents because I, I led a summer camp and then I brought like yeah. the junior high kids and some yeah. of the high schoolers that were on camp and we, yeah. we were in this like little closet. Speaking yeah. of closets, yeah. that's where we used to record. Yeah, and we had nine nine something people in there. It was yeah. ridiculous. The worst. Yeah, nobody. We, wants we played to a that. game called Taylor Swift or Lamentations. You remember when we used to play oh, games like this? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. It was like scripture or or uh, some famous person. Yeah, or whatever. that's good. That's good. Um, episode or uh, number seven was episode thirty two. We talked about David being a man after God's own heart. That's still the men's talk I give. This was mm. brand new back in yeah. 2017 or whatever. That has stood the test of time. It's, it's a good talk. It's a good talk. I'm giving it in like two weeks at a conference. Yeah. <laughs> okay. um, I also had somebody on the show that I will never interact with ever again. I'll let, let y'all figure that out. Okay. Uh, number six, episode 48. Uh, <laughs> 2016, November. Do you remember anything big in the world that oh. happened in November 2016? Yeah. Nobody wanted to hear your opinion on, on that? On Tuesday night. Oh, uh, okay. I recorded this during election night. 
Yeah. I'm live on the radio. No one can care any less. Yeah, no. <laughs> because we're having- I'm like eating my nails <laughs> exactly. off. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's our show. Yeah. I'm Taylor Stroll. That's Allison Sullivan. <laughs> uh, uh, she'll be back in a month. I'll be back next week if I'm still alive. Yeah. <laughs> See ya. Thank you guys for watching and listening today. I hope that you enjoyed the episode. We're never going to think about cupcakes or leprechauns the same ever again. We hope that uh, you're enjoying this Easter season, living in the joy of the resurrection. Thanks for being here today. Y'all are the best. Love you. See you soon. Bye. Gaining in our confidence and our humility this week. That's Forte Catholic. If you want to hear more of this podcast or other future or past episodes, make sure you go online to EWTNRadio.net. Check out our podcast central section so you can download and subscribe to your favorite podcast so you don't miss future episodes. But as we get set to wrap our mind around the Catholic athlete, we're going to come back from the break and really understand that this season... They're talking about the it factor. What is that? The toolbox for attributes beyond your skills, drills, and stats. Whether you're looking to stand out as a recruit or a leader on your team, or you want to influence beyond your athletic career, the Fierce Athlete helps to tackle the topic of self-confidence here on Catholics Coast to Coast. The destination for great Catholic audio programming is EWTN Podcast Central, featuring the best of EWTN radio, as well as faith-filled podcasts from our friends and affiliates across the nation, all in one place, all free. If it's central to the faith, you can find it on EWTN Podcast Central. It's like podcast heaven. Visit EWTN.com slash radio slash podcasts today. Fierce Athlete Podcast. This season, we're talking about the it factor, the toolbox of attributes beyond your skills, drills, and stats. Whether you're looking to be a standout recruit, a leader on your team, or be an influence beyond your athletic career, these topics will help you become the best athlete and person you can be. We're going deep to discuss how to grow in virtue and strength, ultimately becoming a fierce athlete. Welcome back to season four of the Fierce Athlete Podcast. This episode, we're going to be talking about confidence. If you haven't already picked up, so we've kind of given you a brief outline or, you know, some... Uh, pointers or we're trying to explain what we're doing with our, our toolbox. Um, we've told you these are the things that you can't quantify. They're not stats. You know, they're not maybe things that are on your resume. Um, these are things that these are kind of qualities about you that help your team, that help you to be a better human. Um, and also, as we go along in the seasons, you'll kind of see how they build on each other. You know, maybe if if you don't have these first few attributes you're gonna really struggle when we get to (laughs) when we get to i don't know episode eight nine and ten so these are things that you can yeah just add on to each other and and hope by the end of it you are just a wholesome and great teammate and and so we'd encourage you to put in the work you know as athletes we're not afraid of the work 
Um, but the, our hope is the reason you're listening to these episodes is because you want to become better. So to take these seriously, do the takeaways, um, focus on the positive things that you, you, you can improve upon the things that maybe you need to do less of in terms of the negative and move forward. So, so we're talking about confidence, but really self-confidence, yeah. confidence in self and, and how, you know, it, it, how do we go about defining that? You know, I think one thing that needs to be distinguished or uh, maybe hashed out a little bit is the difference between confidence and arrogance, because I think that those two can get a little fuzzy. They can get a bad, you can get a bad rep, you know, if you're being confident. Yeah, I mean, you're confident, you're proud of. cocky, you're arrogant, or. Yeah. Yeah, what is it? What is the difference? How do we, what do we, how do we explain? I feel like with confidence, it's a belief in self, whereas arrogance is overbelief in self. Like in like over reliance on self and your abilities. Kind of back to a little bit of self awareness. Yeah. Like confidence is just being aware and acknowledging the gifts that you have without, you know, we don't use those gifts to put other people down. I think that maybe, you know, leans towards the arrogant side of kind of putting yourself above somebody else's gifts or talents. Um, but just that awareness of you are talented. You do have gifts. Like God gave you like, you know, uh, all of us in this room, <laughs> the gift of being an athlete, the gift of being athletic. Mm. And confidence has this level of like, you're, you're comfortable in who you are. You're comfortable in your own skin. Whereas arrogance, it's almost like you're compensating for something. Yeah. It's like a falsified, like it's, um, yeah, it's like a falsified belief. Like, it's like you don't fully believe it. So, or like other people don't believe it. So you have to uh, portray or you're trying to prove it to somebody else. Oh, that's a good word. Yep. Um, Being flashy, you know, like making extravagant play when it, like, instead of just like being this simple, like. Yeah. I, th- I think at the root of it, arrogance is a cover up. A hundred percent. I'm putting on this facade. I'm putting on this show so that people don't actually see that I'm insecure. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's whereas like, I think true confidence has this root in humility, mm-hmm. um, which people are like, well, wait, but hum-, you know, there's, I think there's a false notion of well, what does it mean to be humble? Yeah. Also another confusing. <laughs> right. So it's kind of, okay, well now we're on the other end of it. Right. But I'd say I'd say the the most humble people I know aren't the people that are like, oh well, I'm not good, or you know, they they dumb themselves down, or they can't like take that compliment. Of I mean, like, the wow, yeah. you're so good at own that, right? You are right. <laughs> I mean, the, but they're like, what? And you're gonna need to remind me the name. the The fastest marathon runner in the world. Oh gosh, Kiri Kiri. You put me on the spot and I'm not going to be able to come up with it. <laughs> look it up for me for yeah. a second. Um, while I look that up. So I, I was just talking to somebody about him. Okay. And they're like, have you ever watched an interview? And I haven't. So this is, this is coming from somebody else, but I was so inspired. So this man, fastest marathon runner in the world. He just ran a 201, right? I don't know, even know how to pronounce his name. He just ran the new fastest record in Berlin recently. Yeah, Kipchoge. 
No, that's probably not how you <laughs> pronounce it. But anyway, he ran a 201, which is like, that's a 437 mile. For, for 26 miles. Say, for any of us who don't know what a marathon is, that's just that's very fast. And he's the only man that, and again, it was on a track and it was contained. So it doesn't like necessarily count towards a world record. But he, he did run a sub two hour marathon, which is a huge, it's kind of that barrier. So he just ran the fastest marathon in recorded history. The man is worth millions and millions of dollars and he still lives in the same house with his, with his wife and his kids. And he still trains with the Kenyans. He still lives in the same town. Right. When I look at that man, he's confident as he should be, as he should be <laughs> right. But, it, but it flows from his humility. He's confident that he can run fast because he's trained because he's put in the work because he's being given these gifts. He's a very devout Catholic man. Um, very holy man, but he's, he's extremely humble. And if you were to go up to him and, and like say, you know, or to compliment him, like I would hope he would, like, he is not going to be like, Oh no, I'm not. Oh, I'm not that fast. It's like, like, well then nobody else is fast. Right. He's going to, he's going to, you know, say, thank you. Yes. I've been gifted. I've worked hard, but he's also not the one like out there gloating and saying, look at me. Hey, did you know? Like walking around. Did you? I mean, everybody in Kenya knows him. But like yeah. walking around the streets of wherever and saying, did you know I'm the fastest man in the world? Yeah. In terms of the marathon, right? Yeah. Like, but but he also doesn't dumb it down. He's not arrogant, but he's not what's called false humility. He's not falsely humble. He has this confidence in his abilities and who he is and his preparation. And that, I think, is the true measure of, of good self-confidence. Yeah, I would agree. And I think a lot of that you can relate back to the truth, the, uh, the, the comparison between lie and truth, like in terms of like, um, if you're, if, if you're confident about something, you know it to be true and everything else is simple. And if you're lying, it becomes fabricated and, um, convoluted and the story gets confused and, and it's not, um, not straightforward. Whereas I feel like the people that have the most success are the ones that are tried and true. Mm. Yeah. Can keep things simple and just, yeah, have that self-awareness to go after it. So why is this important as an athlete? Why is this important for, you know, how does this help our team also having this, this self-confidence? Cause yeah, I mean, all of these attributes, you know, we're we're hoping to not acquire them, but <laughs> practice them yep. and grow in them so that we can make ourselves and our team, if you're a retired athlete, your community, <laughs> you know, if you're not still competing as a team. But I think at least for uh, a team and if you have an individual that's very confident in themselves, um, Confidence, I feel like, begets more confidence. I, and in terms of that confidence, is just going to spread to your teammates. And not only is it going to be you have the ability to have great relationships and to be able to make better plays or think clearly rely, like you're reliable, um, I think that it will foster an environment of a good attitude, like going absolutely. back to what we talked about last episode. Well, and I think you're absolutely right. I mean – if I'm so, if I have confidence in myself, it, I think it is contagious 
how much easier <laughs> is it for my teammate to have confidence in them, you know, when they see me just, you know, doing what I'm supposed to do. And then, you know, and then it intertwines you as a team to have confidence in each other. And I, I think mm-hmm. that's when something like that's when crazy things happen, happen. you know, and, and so, like team success really shoots yeah. off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think you see, you see the opposite, right? You know, I, I, you got to talk about Jay Wright last week. So <laughs> I get to talk about Gina Oriama, uh, winning as basketball coach of all time <laughs> on the men's or the women's side, 11 national championships, UConn Huskies. Um, because you don't know, I am obviously a UConn alum, didn't play basketball, but soccer. Um, you know, there is this viral post-game interview a few years ago um, that went viral. And he was talking about recruitment. And, and one of the reasons, I will disclaim, one of the reasons we actually are doing this season is because, you know, Danae, you're involved with a little bit of college coaching. Your, your husband's a college coach. Um, and we were talking about the recruitment process. Yeah. And, you know, you're recruiting for softball and you're going to look at your, you know, hitting, hitting. Yeah. I mean, you're going to look at your power, your speed, all those things that make you a great athlete. But all of this is kind of encompassing like a sixth trait that, you know, a coach is going to, again, it can't look at a stat sheet. That's, that's why it makes, it makes those other sports interesting running you kind of, you have a time. It's very concrete, but mm-hmm. you know, that time or, or those things, it doesn't, it doesn't tell you everything. everything else. Right. Which is why you do visits, you talk to people. So anyway, so, so Gino was, was commenting about going to AAU tournaments, which is club to, to recruit. And he said, you know, you used to go to an AAU tournament and it was about winning. <laughs> yeah. You lost, you left, <laughs> you know, now it's about individual showing off. And he goes, you know, I'll see these kids. They got all the gear. They got the swag. You know, they're walking around like they own the place. And he goes, it's all about them. And he goes, I won't recruit that kid. Now, this is the winningest coach of all time. I will not recruit that kid. Because for that kid, that's that mask of arrogance. It's all about me. You know, and, and again, false confidence. And what he says is I will recruit the kid that's in there, you know, working hard, good attitude, the things we've already talked about, but is also confident yeah. in their abilities, you know, confident in to take the shot. Um, but it's not about them. Yeah. I mean, but confidence versus arrogant, you know, you have a confident teammate and we talked before confidence breeds confidence, you right. know, so now you have, <laughs> a confident team, mm-hmm. you know, versus an arrogant teammate who maybe can't help their teammate find their own confidence in themselves because right. maybe at the root or the core, they are not themselves, you know, the most confident athlete. Right. So instead, yeah, I, I can absolutely see that makes a lot of sense why he's the winningest coach. I mean, that, that, you either will have a whole team of confident players that will probably lead you to a lot of team success, or, you know, you bring a couple arrogant players in and everybody's insecure. And and then you got jealousy, you have comparison, you have, you're trying to beat the other person, you're wishing ill upon them. You know, it's just this toxicity that really slope. can pervade a team, you know, and, and he's definitely one that if that starts to happen, 
he puts a stop to it right away. Right. You know, he, he's constantly preaching confidence, but also this, this level of humility. Um, now I think the other risk is indifference, mm. you know, and that's, that's like this other mask we wear when we're not confident in who we are. We just pretend we don't care. Yeah. Cause it's kind of, it, it feels safer for some reason. It <laughs> yeah. feels it's yeah. like a safer. You're setting yourself up for failure. You're like, yeah. well, when I do fail, well, I'll be fine. I'm going to pretend yeah. I don't care. Right. But, a, but a self-confident person, a self-confident athlete, I don't think that we, we don't shy away from that fear of failure, mm. you know, because regardless of the outcome, we are the same confident athlete, you know, one, one at bat, like one missed goal, one missed shot that, that doesn't, you know, that really shouldn't destroy your self-confidence because I mean, really this confidence like comes from <laughs> not necessarily our sport. I mean, so maybe that's the question, like where, where, yeah, does, where, do where does this it? confidence come from? How do we get it? It sounds pretty cool makes teams successful <laughs> but it's you know you're probably sitting there listening like well that all sounds great but uh, how yeah how when you've had a couple a streak of bad games or you've had like confidence doesn't promote complacency it compl- it promotes continued work but 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 at the end of the day what we do doesn't matter right and what do i mean by that yeah yeah um you know, it, again, we always kind of talk about the physical and the spiritual, but at the end of the day, our worth doesn't come from what we do or what we don't do. Yeah. It comes from the fact that we've been created as daughters of God, sons of God, if we have men listening, right? Like we are so used to, um, our confidence or our worth coming from conditional things. And if you're, if your confidence is based solely, not it can partially be based off these things, obviously how you're playing and how you're doing in your gifts. But if it's solely off how you're playing, like you're never going to be perfect. We talked about last week, you're going to have bad games. You're going to have bad races. But the one thing that doesn't change is our identity as daughters. That's not conditional. Whether we, you know, live a great life, a terrible life, whether we have, you know, win a championship, whether we sit the bench for four years, God's love for us isn't conditional. He just loves us because we're his period. And then flowing from that is, wow, I know I'm loved no matter what. I, that reminds me of not to steer us away from, from that thought of being daughters of, you know, of our creator, but, it, it does remind me of um, a story. I think it was, it was Kobe Bryant's story about his dad. And just, again, you know, our family is given to us. We are given to our family to mirror, you know, that, that relationship of, of our heavenly father. Um, but his dad told him, I think it was his first basketball game ever. Just, I'm like, wow, I want to kind of hug that guy, give him a pat on the back. What an incredible thing to tell your son. Um, but I think it kind of instilled this confidence that, that we all, you know, hope to have ourselves. But after his very first basketball game, I don't think it was anything special. I mean, we, we all know what <laughs> kind of a basketball 
player he ended he up being. Game. Yeah, but I'm not sure that he scored any points. I don't think he played impressive defense. Um, <laughs> he was the MVP of of the game of his team, but his and he was bummed. He was disappointed. You know, his expectations weren't met, and he walked up to his dad, kind of, you know his shoulders slumped and he was sad and, and his dad looked at him and he said, you know, I love you regardless of if you score zero points or if you score a hundred points, he said, I am going to love you regardless. And Gobi said, after that day, I was good to go. It didn't matter. Like he got after it. He had that awareness of, you know, he was like, that was his father. He, he was going to be loved. So when we, realize that we are loved as daughters of God, like let it all out, like go for it. You can't do anything to lose that. Yeah. You have nothing to fear. I feel like after that. Yeah. Don't be fear to fail after that. Yeah. I mean, sky is the limit. I mean, wow. Have that confidence in who you are. Um, and know that, your stats, maybe you, you know, maybe your free throw percentage isn't great one game. That is not tied to how loved you are. And we ultimately were confident because he's confident in us and who he created us to be. He knows what we're capable of. And it, it gives us the ability in a certain sense to like put on the blinders. We don't have to listen to what other people are saying or, um, others' expectations, good or bad, you know, we, we just have the freedom to, to shine, to get after it, to work hard. Um, because we just, we know at the end of the day, we're just loved. Real confidence comes from knowing that we're loved no matter what. Yeah. And that, that should, I hope that feels freeing, mm. you know, cause I would be lying if I said <laughs> I didn't have moments in my career where, I was kind of watching my batting average and, you know, letting my emotions kind of rise and fall with that. But like that should feel freeing. That should free you to be the athlete you were created to be, to, to be a great teammate, to yeah, work hard and go after it, go for your goals. I mean, you have, you cannot fail. You have, you have nothing to fear. You can't fail and you can't lose the love of the father. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's what we want to kind of end by communicating. Um, you know, just as, as Kobe's father showed him this love, God, the father is showing us the same love and that could be hard for us. Right. We, we could feel like we've had very conditional expectations from our parents or from our coaches or our friends based on performance. And yes, they're there to win. They're there to drive that, but ultimately they're there to make you the best person you can be and for your good. And so in whatever way, those people have not loved you unconditionally. God has. And we were kind of talking earlier, one of our favorite titles of his um, for us is shepherd, Mm. right? We are his sheep. He is a shepherd. So we'd love to just end by reading Psalm 23. We're just going to read it nice and slow. And we just want these words to, to just wash over you. Um, and then our takeaway for the week is going to be to reflect on these words. Yeah. 
So we're going to end just by reading, reading this through slowly. Um, and we want these just words to wash over you. And then, you know, over the next week, read it every day, pray with it. Ask the Lord, well, how does this apply to my slump and hitting or my um, goal scoring streak or the ability you've given me or my relationships or anything in life? Um, I think that these are, these are comforting. All right. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. Amen. Well, we just pray these words with you and over you. We pray that they would allow you to increase in your self-confidence um, and that that would be only a gift in your life, um, but a gift in the lives of, of those around you and in who you're interacting with on a daily basis. Thank you so much for, for listening. Um, please uh, leave us a review on where, whatever platform you're listening. You know, we are also, for those of you who are listening on podcasts and don't know, we are video recording these. So, uh, you can see the three of us <laughs> together drinking some tea or coffee in my case, rehydrating, uh, you sitting, sitting together and just, uh, having this chat. Um, it's just, it's, it's fun for us. And so we invite you to check us out on YouTube as well. And just to share this, you know, these are, these are great tools, one for you, but honestly, they're very approachable topics for your whole team. Um, I don't think anybody would argue that they want to be a more confident player. Uh, and so this is a way to help build others up by sharing with them this podcast that you listen to. Um, our goal is to help as many female athletes as possible. And so we would invite you to think who in your life, maybe just don't say, hey, I think you need to grow in confidence. Here you go. Uh, but say, hey, this is something that really helped me. I uh, would love, would love, you know, to listen for you to listen to it and would love to discuss it with you. Um, it's just a great way to, to share your faith as well. So um, God bless you. Know of our prayers for you. Reach out to us if you need anything. Support us uh, so we can keep this going. And we will see you next week. Self-confidence on and off the field. That's what we're tackling this week with Fierce Athlete. If you want to hear more of that podcast or others like it, you can definitely share with your friends and find out more at Podcast Central when you go to EWTNRadio.net. So find out where we're at and make sure you take us with you wherever you go. Stream and share on your social media pages. And again, each and every week we will spotlight new podcasts or up-and-coming episodes that you will not want to miss. In the meantime, I will see you back next week. Have a great one. Remember to let God define who you are, and we'll connect again with Catholics Coast to Coast.